Welcome back to Digital Health Today, the place to be to get the insights of leaders making the healthcare of tomorrow available today. I'm your host, Dan Kendall, and this is a Coffee Talk. Coffee Talks are opportunities to hear directly from the leaders of organizations that make our platform possible. We love bringing you conversations with innovators who are making change happen in healthcare, and we do that free of charge to both our guests and our listeners. And the reason we're able to spend the time and money to grow this platform is through the support we get from our sponsors. One of the very first companies to sponsor our program is Bayer G4A. They sponsored us first back in 2017, and they've continued to do so ever since, and we're very grateful for their support. The G4A program has been around for about seven years, since 2013, and it's evolved over that time to adapt to changing market forces, new business priorities, and frankly, the rapid acceleration of innovation that's taken place at the intersection of health and technology over that period. One of the challenges when an organization has a history of success like that is that people begin to automatically associate what they knew about the program in previous years and then overlay that to make presumptions about what the program's like this year. For example, a lot of people think that G4A is simply an accelerator for early-stage startups. And while they do work with startups, in actual fact, they also have a very powerful partnership program which is designed to attract companies that can participate in joint ventures, commercial partnerships, or even majority investments from Bayer. To dispel some of these myths and to give more insights on the progress and success of the G4A program and the larger G4A family, I invited Sophie Park to join me in our virtual studio. Sophie is based in Berlin and is the chief strategist for Bayer G4A Partnerships. Sophie, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Dan. It's great to be here again. (laughs) Well, it's good to have you back again. I always appreciate the opportunity to connect with you, although we haven't had a chance to do it in person at any of the events that have all been canceled this year. It's good to connect with you here in the virtual studio and also to address some of the questions that I'm getting in relation to the G4A program. Now, let's start off with this one question that I often get asked about. I alluded to it there in the opening comments. Can you clarify for our listeners what kinds of companies should be learning about and participating in the G4A program? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny you ask that because we are not just for early stage companies. I know we do have a growth track available for sort of like the younger startups who need a little bit of boost. um, And we do offer funding. However, this year we are highly focused on looking for much more mature companies who have solutions in the market, ready to go, ready to scale. So I would say, you know, not only for early stage, we are looking for mature and developed companies this year. Sophie, thanks for sharing that. I want to dive into that a little bit more because I think it's really important to know that G4A is actually open and looking for more advanced companies that are ready to scale and partner with a global company like Bayer. So am I right in understanding that you're looking for companies for things like joint ventures and commercial partnerships and even companies that can accept significant investment from Bayer? I mean, Series C, Series D rounds, majority investments from the Bayer organization? Oh, absolutely, Dan. Um, This year, one of the most exciting things that have changed is now, you know, we are able to make these types of deals and we are looking for solutions that are readily available in the market with market traction. So it's, yeah, you're absolutely correct. We are looking for, you know, companies that we're able to go into a joint venture with that we can co-create with, even take majority share or make larger investments into for the future of digital health. 
Well, thanks for clarifying that for both me and the listener, Sophie. And just so our listeners understand, they can apply to become a part of the program through June 30th, 2020. So they can go to g4a.health. That's the letter G, the number four, the letter A.health, and apply and learn more about the program that Sophie and I are talking about. But you can also share that with other companies and leaders that you follow who can also benefit from becoming a part of the growth or advanced track and having this larger, more advanced partnership with Bayer. Now, let's shift gears a little bit, Sophie, and talk about the sorts of solutions that you're looking for. Last year, you had about 20 different challenges, and this year, you've streamlined those challenges into nine key areas. So can you describe those challenge areas and the kinds of solutions that you're looking for? So this year, we have two areas mainly within digital health. So it's under the umbrella of the overarching cardiovascular health, but very specifically cardiometabolic and renal diseases. So what type of solutions we're looking for within that umbrella? We're looking for lifestyle behavior change solutions. We're looking for patient monitoring solutions. We're looking for biomarkers or digital biomarkers and algorithms and also risk stratification and decision support. Also within women's health, that's a topic that's very near and dear to us. We are looking at solutions that really aim to improve the overall health outcome of women in a holistic way. We're also looking at solutions for prostate cancer within oncology, so better patient identification. We're also trying to find easy-to-use solutions to identify patients who could benefit from specific biomarker testing for NTRK gene fusions. We're also looking for solutions that could provide a good measurement of quality of life and performance also within oncology. And last but not least, under our pharmacovigilance team, we are looking for innovative ways and solutions to find and implement adverse event detections within our business unit. So those are the nine challenges we have this year. You know, another question that I often get asked about that I want to try to clear up here is in relation to co-location. I know you offer workspace in Berlin, and that is particularly valuable for early stage businesses. But for the larger companies that have market traction, and therefore they have customers they need to support and teams that they've already resourced and put into place in territories, they're curious about whether they have to relocate to Berlin to participate. Right. So the only companies that are, you know, nobody's required to be anywhere for a prolonged period of time because we do understand that, you know, these companies need to run a business. <laughs> and for the most part, we understand that their offices may not be in Berlin. However, we do offer the opportunity to co-locate for the early stage companies only because also for the advanced track, I mean, if we were to go through a joint venture or co-creation, you would have to be sitting where our joint venture will take place or the country or the location of where it will take place. So this also really depends. And we are flexible in a way where, you know, we want to be as flexible from Bayer's side, but we also have the expectation for the companies to be flexible, especially if you're in the advanced track and you're chosen for a project or a commercial deal, then wherever you may have to scale, you may need to have some sort of manpower in that country of location. 
Before I let you go, Sophie, there's one last thing that I want to ask you about, and that's in relation to something I just learned about last year, which was the way that you actually incorporated patient perspectives and patient voices into the actual selection process. So it's good to know that it's not just a group of executives and corporate suits that are making these final decisions. Those people have really important perspectives and value to add to the process, but to include patient voices into it, I think takes it to a new level. So can you share with us how you've done that and at what stage? patients have gotten involved in actually helping to choose the companies that ultimately become part of the G4A family? Yeah, sure. So the semi-finalist companies that come in through our application phase are presented to a patient jury, which is completely virtual and online, also pretty anonymous too. And we actually choose the patient's based on what challenge areas we're focusing on. So these patients, you know, if we're choosing oncology, these are oncology patients, or, you know, if we're choosing cardiovascular, then these are, you know, patients with different types of cardiovascular diseases. And so, which is also very interesting, because then they look at it from a perspective of usability and also adoption with patients. And, And it's very interesting to see some of the outcomes of those answers. That's great to hear. That's it's so important to include the patient voice, especially at this stage. I'm sure there's companies that you're evaluating have done that and gotten patients involved in the development of their products. And now you're actually helping to include the patient voice as you're working and they're working to take these companies and products to the next level. So kudos to you for doing that and including that valuable perspective in your process. Just a reminder to all our listeners that the deadline to apply is June 30th, 2020. You can find out more and apply online by going to g4a.health. That's G, the number four, the letter A.health. The deadline is June 30th. There's still time to get in a great application. You can learn more about the advanced track, the growth track, the nine challenge areas. There are even webinars that are happening in a lot more detail than what we've gone into here on the program. So be sure to apply. Also share it with the leaders you know and the companies that you follow. And if you're listening to this after the deadline of June 30th, well, visit anyway and be sure to sign up and keep up with the progress on the 2020 applicants and be among the first to know when doors open next year. Sophie, thanks so much for jumping into our virtual studio to quickly record some of the answers to the questions our listeners have been asking. And thank you for Bayer G4A support of the Digital Health Today platform and for all of the work that you and your team are doing to support the industry and to enhance and improve health. Please do keep us updated on the progress, and we look forward to another successful year for Bayer G4A. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. 